welcome back to the World Has Good podcast, y'all. Today, I cannot lie, I might be more excited than ever. And I know I'm oftentimes excited, but this just far exceeds anything because my team is on the podcast. I got my three teammates, Morgan, Courtney, and Stephanie, which is so rare. I never say their full name. It's Morg, Court, and Steph on the podcast today. I've been begging them to do this since we started a podcast, but of course they don't want to be on that podcast. They know, you know, don't want to be heard. Don't want to be seen at the back. Oh no, they are the rock stars. They are running this thing. They are amazing. And I was like, you're so inspiring to me every day. You're why I follow Live Original. So I want to interview you. So welcome, team, to the podcast. Hey, hey yo. Hey. And plus, y'all have listened to every single Let's Go podcast and like pulled out everything I've said. So like. You'll have to be heard, too. So I'm excited. Only for you, Sadie. <laughs> okay, so now everybody say hey. Say hey. 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 Oh, individually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, it's Morgan. Hey, oh, it's Court. Hey, oh, it's Steph. Okay, so just wanted everybody to know everybody's voice so we all get accustomed. And also, so you get to know us a little bit better. Of course, I thought we could do Enneagram numbers. But, y'all, our team has invented something better than the Enneagram as a personality test. It's called eggs. What is your egg? So we're going to give you our Enneagram (laughs) and our egg type, okay? So I am an Enneagram 6. And I am the egg of Sunny Side Up, and I will end up telling you later why. Okay, I'm Steph, and I am an Enneagram 2, wing 3, and I am the hard-boiled egg type. I'm also uh, wing 7, the city rob. (laughs) All right, guys, Court here. I am also an Enneagram 2, wing 3, holla to Steph, and an egg type over medium. Over medium, and she's also from California, which is why she says egg (laughs) hey (laughs) this is morgan yeah court says egg and legs so if you ever hear that that's court yeah that's court okay so this is morgan and i am an enneagram type nine wing eight which only my very close people get to see and then my egg type is actually scrambled scrambled and you will find out why later on Okay, so this is how we made up this personality test that was so brilliantly thought out. It's like pretty much the next Enneagram. So basically, if you're like have your life together like stuff and like you're on top of it, you wake up, you actually look at your calendar and you like get everything done. Like you're a hard boiled egg. Like stuff is a hard boiled egg. Like you know exactly what you're going to get when you crack that thing open. All right. Court like almost has everything together. Like she's pretty on top of things. So she's an over medium egg. Like things are going pretty good. You pretty much know what you're going to get i'm definitely a sunny side of egg like i'm upright but it's a little runny okay like i'm gonna be a little all over the place morgan we love our scrambled egg with cheese on top she is flavorful she got hot sauce on that egg sadie what kind of cheese it is definitely my favorite colby jack oh okay i don't know i like okay. colby jack i would choose pepper jack but that's okay I like we, got the jack jack. we got the jack we got the jack and with hot sauce so morgan is flavorful she's passionate it might not always be in order <laughs> but it is gonna come out tasting good so just wanted y'all to get to know our team a little bit more before we go into the question of the podcast what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given Now you kind of know a little bit about our personality, a little bit about who we are, and eventually they'll say, you know, what they actually do for Live Original besides what egg they are. 
Guys, what is the best piece of advice that y'all have ever been given individually? I would love for everybody to get to hear that from y'all. Okay, this is Steph. I think the best piece of advice I've ever received came from my dad. He always would say to me growing up, he would say, think before you act. And it seems so basic and just like the easiest piece of advice you'd ever receive. But as a kid, I was just really impulsive and I just always wanted to have fun. And he would always just calmly say to me, Steph, think before you act. Like, I think I was a scrambled egg as a child and maybe I became a hard boiled egg because of his advice. But I think just that small little piece of wisdom that's always been tucked in the back of my mind has saved me a great deal of heartache and pain along the way. And even now as an adult, there's so many times where I'll be writing an email or I'll just want to respond quickly and I'll just want to, you know, fire off a response. And I just hear that whisper, think before you act. And I just hear my dad's voice, but it really has been just a lifeline and a piece of advice that I've been really grateful to have received. And I think it will carry me a long way. And I cannot wait to have kids one day and tell them, think before you act. That's so good. And those are some of the best ones, the ones that you can hold on to forever. Those little short taglines, like what my great grandma said, like you're not kind because other people are kind. You're kind because you're kind. Those are the things you're able to repeat to others and think before you act. I've seen that plan to your work a lot. Like you said, that's a little thing that like even before emails, you're like, hold on, like let me think about this. Or like even on Instagram, when you want to respond to somebody because they don't get it, you're like, think before you act. And so I think that's super cool to watch how that piece of advice plays into even and how you work on the team. It's awesome. This is Morgan. Steph, it's awesome because I'm also going to pull from a piece of advice that my dad gave me. So it was 10 years ago and a little bit about me. My dad passed away when I was 15 and it happened really fast and just a lot of confusion around that time. But he wrote me a letter in one of his last days on earth. And he said in the letter, always remember where your home is. And at the time, I thought, honestly, this was so random. And to be completely honest, I did not know where my home is at the time. I was so confused. What I thought was my home, you know, a huge part of my home had just left this earth. And so it just left me with a lot of questions, but through the years that has stuck with me so much. And it's just really shown me like we can be stripped of anything in our life, but if we can remember where our true home is, that's always going to give us peace, hope, stability of what's to come. Because the reality is our home is not fully found in this earth. This isn't our forever dwelling place. And so I'm so thankful for that. I feel like my dad was just giving me a glimpse of the future and who I would become and who I would know that I was as I grew up. And so even today, I'm always telling myself, remember where my home is. When the world tells me to find comfort or stability in one thing, I think that that's not going to satisfy me. That's not my true home. And so that's just really stuck with me. But I feel like that's so sweet that that's from both of our dads. That's so good. I love that because I think a lot of people might have felt like you said in that one bit. You're like, for a minute, I felt like a part of my home was taken away. Yeah. So like some people might have just gotten knocked off their feet and they're like, I actually don't know what my home is. I know we're going really deep, really fast in this podcast and diving into a piece of advice. But like, how do you know what your home is for people who feel like things that they might have thought that was my home yeah. and it collapsed or yeah. it crashed or it left or it passed. Yeah. What are the things that remind you this is home? Yeah, that's so good. Well, I feel like I can only pull from my own experience, but for example, God gives us on earth a lot of good gifts. And so the 15 years that I had with my dad, for example, that I believed was a glimpse of home. That was a glimpse of heaven. That was a glimpse of my citizenship 
of my eternal heavenly awesome. father. And so even for that, even though my dad was a symbol and even today, he's a remembrance, but he's a remembrance of my true citizenship in heaven. And so I think we can look at this earth. I look at you guys as my team. I look at my husband. I look at even, you know, my dad that I had for that long and I praise God because to me, when we know we're a citizen of heaven, we look at these things and it points us straight back to Him. So true. And so if there's anybody out there who maybe had something that is so good that has been stripped from them and they're questioning, where is my home? Where is my comfort? Where can I find that rest that a home offers? Remember that that thing was good. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess. And honey is so into painting right now and painting with a three-year-old. Yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash sadie rob summer Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. 
Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. But it was a glimpse, it was a picture, it was a mirror of what's to come. So good. And because we are citizens of heaven. And so just to encourage anybody out there, that thing, whatever it is, it can still be good. You can still find comfort in it. But remember what it ultimately points to, yeah, which is good. our heavenly home. That's so good. Somebody needs to hold on to that today. And I believe some of you are like in the car, like, whoa, that just hit me. Like, receive that. Receive that from a sister and a friend who maybe you've never met. That's what Live Original is. Like, we want to be a sister and a friend. So if you needed somebody to say it to you right now, your sister and friend just did. And I hope that that encouraged you. Especially if you're a scrambled egg. Especially (laughs) if you're a scrambled egg. We need a home. We need a stable home as a scrambled egg. So receive it. Okay. Court, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? All right. So this is Court here. I'm following suit of my sisters and teammates in advice from my dad. (laughs) I will never forget. He told me this a couple of years ago, right after I got out of college. And he said to me, if you are doing the Lord's work and you can make what you need to live, then you'll be the richest person on earth. And it's so good. And that stuck with me for so many reasons. For most of you who don't know my father, he is an incredible man who is so wise and he is a businessman for sure. But it was so profound hearing that from him because he had spent his entire life really trying to grow a business and to be generous, but also to like live freely and live generously. And so that coming from him at such a young age really reminded me that it is so important to step into what God's called you to do. And he will provide what you need to live. The most beneficial thing we can have on this earth is when we're living out our calling, when we're operating in our gifts that he's given us. And so if you're in college or if you're even in high school and you're wondering, what does my future look like? And what am I supposed to pursue? Just remember that when you are using the gifts that God has given you in whatever role or job you have, you will be the fullest person here on this earth. It's so good. And Court said this about her dad. He is one of the best men ever. And that kind of segues into where we're going next. But first, I, I think this is kind of a cool thing to share about Court's dad. So Court's dad is a businessman. He is an amazing, generous, successful man. But what's really funny is y'all might think of Live Original. You know, you see millions of followers. You see all these things and you think, oh, well, that might be put together. 
So we call ourselves the young and scrappy, okay? Because truly, it's really young and scrappy. We did this college tour. Some of you might have actually came out. We went to University of Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi State. And y'all might have been like, oh, this is a tour it's put on, you know, saw it on Instagram. Okay, yeah, it was a tour, right? Okay, but we didn't have like a super dope tour bus or somebody sponsoring this tour. Even better. Even better. We had Quartz dad it's true and he drove his own rv with us all in it across to different <laughs> college campuses and we showed up at churches invited ourselves in to start this college tour now that's a journey okay i mean that's doing the lord's work right that's, there. A, that's not the richest okay that's not the, but our heart was the richest Amen. and so your dad totally follows that piece of advice so beautifully but shout out to court's mom as well who provided many snacks on that trip as well Yes, mini snacks, y'all. We are the young and scrappy, and we aren't even ashamed about it. So this kind of segues perfectly into what I want to talk about. You know, y'all said yes to Live Original before Live Original was really a thing, before it was successful. And y'all said yes, not only like before it was successful or before it was even like an actual ministry, but y'all said yes, like when y'all had really stable jobs and y'all were stepping into an unknown place. And I want you to talk about that because I think that's a really inspiring thing about y'all's story. And I think a lot of people hit that crossroad where they're like, man, I have something stable, but I feel the Lord calling me to do this. And so where was that peace or when was that moment when you were like, okay, although this is stable, this is what I have to say yes to because I know that I know that I know that it's the Lord. And then kind of what came from that yes? Okay, so this is Court here. And yeah, Sadie, it's been quite a journey. It's been a little over three years since saying yes to Team LO. And even before the yes, which I'll share about in a second, you asked me such a good question. We had become friends and had spent great time together. I already loved you as a sister and a friend before I even fully knew who you were or what God was calling you to do. And I just love your heart in that. And I'll never forget the day you asked me the question, are you living out the dreams and skills that God has given you? And at the time, I responded with no. I was in a career. I worked in marketing at an amazing university and loved the people in my job, but didn't feel really full from my job. And I always thought that, oh gosh, well, I'm just going to do this because it's a career, because this is what I got my degree in. I need to keep moving forward. But when you asked me that question that day, the first two things I thought about is I love college women's ministry and I love designing and creating things, but there's no way that I could do that as a job. So fast forward a few weeks later, I'll never forget you called me and said, Hey, will you will you operate in those gifts for the team? And I got to be honest, y'all, it was a big decision. And I just said, y'all, by the way, I'm from California. Yeah. And so what has Anybody happened? can change. I also want to say, you said, say yes to the team. This was before there was a team. Court was the first person I asked. So the team would be me and Court That's pretty true. much. <laughs> That's very true. An important detail. I just will not forget sitting in California and just spending time praying over this big decision. Do I leave this career and this very clear path to what my future and my job would look like to saying yes to something that was very unknown and also saying yes to moving to a new state that was really far away from my family across the country, across the country where they say (laughs) y'all I'm still working on the accent guys. (laughs) 
But I knew that through my prayer and just time of processing that I was supposed to say yes. And I wasn't saying yes to Sadie. My yes was to trusting and following God. Good. And I think that's really the advice there of when you feel such a strong calling and such a strong push towards a certain area, especially when it's in ministry, whether it's for a job or for just a community or a church and a level of obedience that's with that, when you say yes to that and trust Him, even though you can't clearly see what's coming, I feel like God just rewards that. And He so has. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, my yes was to you, Sayed, but really to God and what He was doing. And gosh, He's blown me away in the way that He's provided for our team, which is now all of us, but just all that He's done is just so much more than I ever could have planned or imagined. So much more. Okay, Court, I'm sticking on you. You're you got the hot spot right now. I think we need to finish like follow through your story because you said yes, it was unknown. At the time that you came on Live Original, it literally like you moved in with me. Like this yes. this isn't like we went to her office. Like she moved into my house yes. and we like started a website together. Like actually spent a week getting a website going we started doing this instagram more you started making all of the graphics originally by your amazing doodles like this was super scrappy what she was saying yes to three years ago as compared to what it is now and just three years what guy can do is amazing but it was definitely a process and so what are some of those things that like you said yes to okay i'm gonna be on this team but what are some of those things that you're like but i had no idea god was gonna do this three years later? Gosh, that's a good question. I feel like it was a just daily small yeses. And it started with in those early days of us living together in this cute little house in Nashville and wondering, how do we even spend our days? Yeah. And it was just started our days with asking, God, what do you want us to do today? Yeah. Genuinely, there was not an agenda. There were not a bunch of calls. There was no schedule. And I think that early process of just saying, God, what do what do we need to do today? That he really just showed up and surprised me in all those small moments. I think he surprised me just in the friend and the team that we would have. He would surprise me in the ways that he would just show up creatively. And guys, at the time, so many of you ask us how we design and draw things. I did not know what I was doing. I'll be so honest. I remember you like messing around on your iPad to like one in the morning, like yes. trying to even figure out how to work. I didn't the even know how to work on the iPad. iPad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And so I think God has just blown me away in what I've been able to learn through you, Sadie, through our team, and through just how to be a just genuine friend and just pursue the Lord. I feel like He's really showed up in the moments that we needed Him. And I was so surprised by how much fun we had. So much fun. I mean, we had some late nights working on websites, and then we had 3 a.m. nights watching Wonder Woman. That's right. (laughs) Inspiration in itself. It's true. So. God has surprised me to have just a beautiful balance mm-hmm. of just doing His work and seeking Him, but also just having fun yeah. with your sisters and it's friends. Awesome. And I, I love your story, Court, and I just want to just personally reach out to people who are about to move. You know, like there are so many people in the process of moving to college, moving to a different state, moving to a different job, moving to a different house. Moving is hard. There's a lot of unknown uncertainty when it comes to moving. But when you have a clear like, okay, God, I know you're calling me to go. 
I'm going to go. Court didn't know anybody. She had just met me like two months before. Like she barely knew me and we became roommates. But I've watched her, one, take doodling into literally creating a clothing line. She's the one that does the words of affirmation, words by Sadie Rob Lyon. And all of those designs are coming from Court's creativity in her hand and her heart. She has done the Live Original Instagram. She's done the website. She's done so many different things that you guys get to see all these different graphics that she's made. And also, she met her husband in Nashville. And so you just don't know what's on the other side of your yes. If you feel that calling, God's got you. He's going to meet you there in so many cool ways. And I just have watched that in your life, and I just think that's really cool. So we'll kind of go along the journey of Elo. That was kind of the first initial, okay, I feel like there's something happening in my heart. I want to start this ministry. I didn't even know it was a ministry at the time. I really just like, I have a heart to reach young people. I want to be a sister and a friend to people who don't have a sister and a friend. How do I do that? Well, I need somebody who can help me run the Instagram court. And then that became, you know, the website and the Instagram and the clothing and different things over the years. Then I was like, okay, I really want to do a tour, but I don't know logistics of a tour. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. I might need like, I don't know, somebody who knows stuff about tours. And then I go on a beach trip and entering stuff. <laughs> that was a great beach trip. Great beach trip. Random how we got on a beach trip. We just have mutual friends who happen to invite me on a beach trip and their other friend Steph. And so we meet on this beach yeah. trip and what happens? Yeah. That was a very interesting time for both of us, wasn't it? Yep. So I remember that beach trip really clearly because I had a really stable job working in the entertainment industry. I'd gone to Belmont, studied music business, and felt like, okay, I have this perfect job now. And I finally achieved this level that I had been wanting to conquer in the industry, working at a label. For some reason, though, I just kind of felt like, man, I just don't think that this is where I'm supposed to be. And really was taking some time in that beach trip to pray about it because vocationally, I liked what I got to do, but I just felt like, man, I I felt a call into ministry. I loved working with young women and wondered, man, is there any way that this could mix? And so I was kind of praying through that in my own life. And I know then we started talking on that beach trip. You're like, I I just trying to build a team, you had court rocking out with you at the time. And then just over conversations, I know we started talking, we had coffee together and I remember you sharing with me just the invite and you were like, I don't know what this looks like, but if you're open, this is what I'm trying to do. And I was so terrified when you had invited me to to come along on this journey because I've kind of felt like I could stay at the job that I had and it would be comfortable and it would be fine. Like God would bless it. It would be fine. Or I could pivot and step into this thing that was very much unknown. I felt like I had so many questions. I felt unqualified, but there also could just be so much joy on the other side of the fear. Tour management was really interesting for me because I felt like also at the time, a lot of voices and people that had even said to me that I wasn't equipped for that job. So you asking me to do something in that area was hard because I had these voices that had spoken to me before, like saying, you know, women aren't able to be tour managers or I don't have a strong enough personality to be a tour manager. And so I was really wrestling too with those fears at the time. So it was definitely a season of trying to pray through that decision. And I was I don't even know how I said yes or got the courage. It must have been God. Honestly, I don't either. It was just spirit. No, <laughs> but honestly, what's really, really cool stuff is how many people have felt like that? I mean, I'm talking to you like listening. How many people have felt terrified by what you just got asked to do? How many people have felt like, actually, like where I'm at right now is really comfortable. 
robot right now is actually okay for me to do because God's in it. But something in me is tugging me. Something yeah. in me is pulling me. But I just got invited. But I'm so terrified. Gosh, I've been there like a hundred times in my life where something right. seems so much bigger than me. But I feel a tug. And so obviously you said yes. Obviously we've been working together for a few years. I see the same thing with court. What have you kind of learned from that? What yeah. what, what advice would you take from yourself in the past mm. few years that you're like, man, this is what I've learned contrary to the fear that I felt, right. to the comfortability I had or whatever. This is why it was all worth it. Yeah. Okay. I think in that process of saying yes, one thing that I really realized was that if God was calling me to something, he was going to equip me. Yeah. I developed through that season just a deeper sense of trusting the Lord mm-hmm. that what he was calling me to, he was certainly equipping me for. And even thinking through that first tour that we did together, it was almost as if God was saying like, I haven't called you to be the tour manager for Metallica mm-hmm. or for this band. And yeah. I have actually called you to tour manage this tour, the Live Original Tour. And I have created your personality type in a way that I'm giving you the ability to do it. And it was just such a peace that overcame me to realize I don't need to change me at all. I can actually just ask God to help so develop great. me that I can step into the things that he's calling me to do and fully walk in who I am. I don't need to compare myself to anybody else yep. or listen to anybody else. That season just birthed so much confidence in me that I think has just propelled me forward it's actually birthed confidence in the Lord all the more that He can do things within us that we didn't think were possible because I didn't think that that would even be possible. Okay, so you started this off by saying like it felt like it was going to be very scary. It felt very uncomfortable to step into this. I want to ask you this because I know this in my own life. As I've gone on in life and as things have happened, as things have progressed, stuff's still scary. So for you, do you still feel that like, oh, it's still uncomfortable at times, it's still scary? Or was that like, oh, I said my yes, I'm smooth selling. Still uncomfortable and still scary sometimes. Actually, a lot of times. Wow. I think there's a lot of times that we'll all look at each other as a team and think, um, okay, what's the next step? Yep. <laughs> like, how do we do this? Or God help us navigate these next steps. But I'm learning to love it. I'm learning to love being uncomfortable. That's awesome. Because the more I see that we have found ourselves as a team in a place that's uncomfortable, or even in myself, a time that's uncomfortable. I'm learning that on the other side of that, there is just an abundant amount of joy and just almost like a excitement on the other Mm -hmm. side of that, that comes forth, that God is able to do in the times where we just feel so stretched. And increased faith too. I've seen for us all, we're like, whoa, God, you did that. Yes. Okay. So let's go after the next thing and see God, like what you're going to do. And I think similar to what Court said, I didn't expect to find sisters. I didn't grow up with sisters. And so I didn't expect in this quote unquote job that I was actually going to find some of my best friends Mm -hmm. and get to do ministry with some of the people that I love the most. And so it's been one of the best surprises along the way. You guys all, all my eggs. All the eggs. We're an omelet together. Yeah, we are. Uh, Y'all, this is what's really cool. You know, we come on here and don't worry, we saw Morgan's story and that was the last little piece of the puzzle thus far in the story of Ella. But the cool thing is we don't say this, say like, oh, this is our job. Look at how awesome. This is just what we felt called to do, what the Lord was calling us to do. And it happened to be together. God is so like into unity. If you haven't noticed, he is so for relationship. He is so for unity. 
We are the body of Christ. We aren't just like all together a body and our individual self. Yeah, yeah, we we have a body, but like, no, we actually need our other people to be able to function in life and be able to do things that are successful. And we happen to come together with the same goal, the same mission to reach people and love Jesus and bring people to the love of Jesus. And, you know, that's just ministry. That's kingdom work on earth. So if you're doing that, you're a teammate. Essentially, you are a teammate. If you're saying yes to scary things because of faith in God, like we're cheering you on, we're rooting for you. You're doing the same thing. And so don't envy maybe somebody's job title or somebody's position, but hopefully this just encourages you to do this where you're at. Have that same confident trust in the Lord that he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask for, think of, dream of, hope for, imagine anything. It's going to blow your mind. And the importance of doing that is not because, oh, look at you and look where you made it. Oh, people are going to say, look at God and look what he's done. And it's going to reach more people than you would have ever thought you could possibly reach in your life. When I asked these people to be on Team LO, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew that we wanted to love other people and we've been able to do that. And that's what Court's saying back to what her dad said. That's the richest I feel like we could possibly be is fulfill that purpose. And you can do that no matter what job you're at. If you just say yes to the Lord right where you're at, maybe it involves moving. Maybe it involves staying. Maybe it involves saying yes. Maybe it involves saying no. Whatever that trust looks like in the Lord for you, it's the same thing by just having faith. And so, Morgan, for you, it looked a little different. Your journey for Ella was so random because it was even weird how we met. Yep. Like, literally, <laughs> you met me on a tour bus and I had a little stomach sickness. Like, yes. It was like oh, so random. Reliving. Actually, the first time we met, I was literally wearing a grandma oh, outfit. Oh, that's actually true. And. Lainey actually thought that my hair was gray. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, wait, so how did y'all meet? Honestly, we met. I spoke at Ryan and Morgan's church. Ryan, her husband, is the youth pastor of, and it was like grandparents night. Yes, and it was grandparents night. And then yeah. I asked him to be tour pastors on the tour. Her husband and Morgan came on, and I was like, you are awesome. But what were you doing? I was in real estate. What's up? It was crazy. So... I remember that first night on tour and just to speak to everything that you guys have said. So I come in a couple years after they've been a team. And one of the first things that I did notice is what y'all are saying. I noticed the unity. I noticed how you fought for each other's friendship. You fought for each other's hearts. You fought to just be really good friends to each other and for the purpose of what you were called to. And so that was the first thing I noticed. But here I am on this tour. I have no business being on this tour. I really had the best job ever because I just got to get to know you guys and have fun and attend each night. But a couple weeks into the tour, I'll never forget this moment. God really put Sadie on my heart and I decided to pull her aside and just pray with her. Still to this day, I don't know what we even prayed about, but I remember a conversation we had directly after that. And Sadie's just sharing her heart about really 2019 and that it's going to be a crazy year. God's going to do big things. And I had this voice, which I know is the Lord, but at the time I did not want (laughs) to realize that. But I just had this voice inside me saying like, 
oh man, if only I could run that race with you guys. And that was such a burning desire in my heart. And unfortunately at the time I did the wrong thing. I literally shoved it to the deepest place in me. I didn't tell anybody I felt that way because I was probably in the position that a lot of you guys are in like, oh, but not me, but God won't choose me, but God won't open that door for me. And so I said nothing, but through that, God showed up in crazy ways because two months later, you guys actually talk to me about joining your team. And that was the coolest moment ever. And that was the moment that I realized, like, if you have a desire in you that to the best of your ability, you know, is good, you probably have a God that put it there and you should listen to that. And you should fight for that, knowing that it's not your capabilities. Cause I wasn't qualified Mm -hmm. or capable at the time, but that was not what you guys were looking for. And so started in February and that unity honestly has continued to this day. And it's funny, the whole process, I look back on the process of me joining Live Original and it's comical because I have to share the editing story. So she's in real estate, keep in mind. Like the job I asked her to do was to run LO Fam and help run the blog. So this isn't real estate, okay? This is not real estate. (laughs) And so basically the role involved a lot of writing. And you guys, like I don't write. I wasn't a writer. I was in real estate. I tried to write a book five years ago called Slay by Grace. Why? What did that eat? What is that book title? Like, <laughs> you never told us I that. I never told y'all that. Slay by Grace. You never okay? told us If that. someone's out there writing Slay by Grace, you got to finish it because I'm not. Okay. And so I maybe wrote 200 words and I was like, I cannot write. So then five years later, Sadie is asking me to come on and join in a role that required a lot of writing. And so I was like, oh gosh, it has to be you, Lord. It can't be me. And so just a funny story. They send me this editing test and I'm taking this test and it's just on paper. So they're like, you know, be honorable <laughs> and just do it to the best of your ability. Don't Google anything. And so I obey the rules. Well, there is one section of this test that basically says, point out every single grammatical error that you see and correct it. <laughs> Read it over. <laughs> read it over again, read it over one more time. I was by myself. I got this smirk on my face and I was like, I see what they're doing here. This is a trick question (laughs) because there are zero edits on this thing. (laughs) I have cracked the code confidently say he, he no edits, winky face. And I no edits. (laughs) <laughs> now you know why Slay by Grace wasn't finished. Okay, so I send it in. It's been weeks. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how did I do? Like, I need to know. Everything is determined by this editing test. That wasn't even Sadie's idea, by the way. By and the so way. I get the results back. The editor, a professional editor who had reviewed my test said, actually, there was quite a few of edits. (laughs) And no, it wasn't a trick question. Sorry, winky face. Totally off. Yeah. And so it was just a moment because I had a small moment there that I was afraid because I thought, oh no, I didn't perform like I should have performed. And turns out a few weeks later, we find out that Sadie was not even worried about that test. Sadie still says, I believe that God has brought you here for a reason, which is the same for each of you listening out there, wherever you are. And I will never forget that she said, I don't care about the editing test because that is not why I am hiring you. Mm -hmm. And what she was communicating there was that 
our value, and I think this goes for every single person on our team, including Sadie, our value is not determined by our performance. Yep. It never is. Yep. And so I just want to encourage everyone, like God is who God is, mm-hmm. and He is a God who shows up. Yep. And so I think the biggest question that we can ask in our life is, are we asking Him to show up in things that unless He shows up and moves, we will fail? And for my life, for so much of my life up until this point, I genuinely was not putting myself in positions where I would fail. I was putting myself in comfortable positions where even if God moved, because that's who He is, I would think, okay, well, I could just do that on my own too. But in writing and all these things, He had to show up. He had to move or else I couldn't do it. And to this day, I can't do it. And so I feel like that's so much of our story, Sadie. And you just communicated that so beautifully that day. It's so true. And the thing is, and the reason why I wanted everyone to share their story is because there's a common thread in it all. It has to be God or it's not going to work. It has to be God or it's going to flop. It has to be God or I'm not capable. And there's a beautiful thing whenever you know, like Morgan said, your value is not in your performance. Your value is in your heart and who he created you to be. The Bible talks about how man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And so when you're doing something for the kingdom, you don't always want to look at the outward appearance. If you look at the outward appearance, you're going to be terrified a lot of times. If you look at your own ability, it's going to be scary. It's going to be uncomfortable. But when you take a glimpse at who God is, you say, okay, well, God, I'm going to hold you at your word. And if you're really who you are, and if you really show up, then it's going to be amazing. I wanted them to share their story because every single thing that we're doing and that we're walking in individually, together, as a team, even as the church and all these different things, it's so much bigger than who we are and individually are and can do, even if we tried to the best of our ability. It has to be God. And I want to encourage you to get in that position in your life where you say, God, I need you to show up. I want you to show up. Be wise, be smart, have peace, surround yourself with mentors, listen to smart guidance, but also take God at his word and say, God, I trust you that that you are bigger than all of this. If you look at Live Original now, you'll see books, you'll see a tour that's gone on three times, tons of cities. You'll see speaking engagements. You'll see a blog. We post two blogs a week. You'll see a website. You'll see a podcast. You'll see a clothing line. You'll see Instagram. You'll see lots of people. But this is four girls. Four girls. We are not capable of doing all the things, but four girls, you say, God, you are enough. You're big enough, you're good enough, you're strong enough. And when we sit and we don't know what our agenda is and we don't know what the day looks like and we don't know what to do next and we don't know how we're gonna get there and we say, God, what do you want us to do next? And we follow that voice. Things happen that are bigger than us and things impact people more than just ourselves. And I want to say that to y'all because I don't want us to sit here and be like, wow, good for us. I hope everybody takes that and steps into those unknown things because imagine what world we could live in if we all just took God at his word and said, but you're God, but you're bigger, but you're enough. So I'll say yes. I'll say yes to what you're asking. And so I hope that today you're encouraged by what Team LO has done. And I hope that you can take that into your own sphere, into your own work, into your own school, into your own families. And maybe it's literally your family. Maybe it's your Bible study group. Maybe it's your church. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's your job. And just say, hey, hey, guys, like, why don't we take God at his word? Like, hey guys, I know that I'm not capable of this, but I have this dream, I have this longing. Hey, uh, fam, like, I know we don't really talk about this kind of stuff, but 
But what if we did? What if God could do this? Because I want to see the world change for the better. I want to see us running to our home and seeing kingdom things on earth. And so I hope this inspires y'all. And I hope you guys all go home and think about what egg you are and think about what God can do. a great podcast. I hope you enjoy getting to know my team a little better and just their story. And I just think that's going to be so important for so many of you that are listening that might have just graduated college or high school or just entering a new season because right now, let's be honest, everything feels like it's a little new because it's different. And they just had so much good advice about how to trust God in the next step of your life. But today on this advice segment, we got something so special for you. I finally have K-Swag, my mom, back in the house. Hey, hey, I'm happy to be here. Yes, now Christian and I are officially moved back to Louisiana. And so we can get mom in the house a little bit more. Yay, I love it. I'm so happy y'all are back. So mom, since this was a special edition podcast with my team, we decided to ask people on what that's good podcast, best and worst work advice. And since you're a boss lady, I figured you'd have some good thoughts on this. All right. All right. Lay it on me. All right. Just wing it, baby. No, not a good (laughs) advice. I think you really need to prepare for whatever you're doing in life. You need to prepare. There's times whenever, you know, you, you have to wing it as well. But as much as you can prepare for anything in your workspace, the better. So good. All right. So this is like maybe the alternative to just wing it. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Well, there's a balance. There's definitely a balance. You need to have a, a little bit of balance in your work life and realize that, you know, yes, our jobs are important and everything, but we know what's most important. Sometimes when you can hustle, 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 you forget to take time for the other important things in life. So True. Okay, I really like this. It says, be kind, work hard. You don't have to be loud to be heard. That's great advice. I love it. I'm in for all of that. Be kind. What was the second thing? Work hard and you don't have to be loud to be heard. That's so true. I think that's really good. I think that sometimes, yeah, you just feel like the louder you are, the more someone will listen to you. And actually, that's really not the case. A lot of times the quiet leaders, the servant leaders are the ones that people really listen to and really value what they say. Sometimes when you're loud and you just talk a lot, people can just tune you out. That's so true. Because like sometimes I think about that, like whenever I'm talking a lot, I'm like, I really want my words to matter and be intentional. So sometimes I can check myself on that. And you might have a loud personality and like that's just who you are. And I think just knowing when to speak and when to listen is like super important for those talkers like me. I like this a lot. And I think you'll have a lot of advice on it because our family's actually been talking about this lately. But it says, don't wait until someone tells you to fix a problem. If you see a problem, fix the problem. That's so good, especially, yeah, in a family, you can look around and just think, okay, someone else is going to take out that trash or someone else is going to like put those dishes in the dishwasher. But if we all just like see something and we do it and in the workplace, even more so, like if you're the kind of person that is a team player, that's like nothing's too small for you or nothing's too big for you, you'll do anything. I think that brings value to your workplace and your bosses, your employers will see that. So I'd say, yes, if you see something, just do it. No task is too small. So good. Okay, two more. 
I think that this is really good advice, but it says avoid assumptions as much as possible. Always better to clarify. I think that's really good because, yeah, sometimes you can think something. There's something that I learned in counseling that I love it. And it's like, it says this, it's like the story I'm telling myself. And so like, if you sit down with your spouse and like, so you know how sometimes you can just build these stories in your mind about what happened about, oh yeah, they did this and then they did this. And then they really thought this when it may or may not even be true. And so whenever you go to someone, you say, okay, look, the story I'm telling you myself is that you were mad at me. And so that's why you walked past me this morning. And so, you know, you build this up in your head and then you tell the other person, they're like, no, actually, I didn't see you standing there. I had something else in my mind and I just walked past you. I wasn't ever mad at you. And so sometimes those assumptions can lead to problems or disagreements or stress or anxiety that is just never even meant to be there. So when you just go to the person and ask the question, then a lot of those things can be cleared up. That's so good. Always, always, always clarify. I can take from that to myself. Okay, if anybody I know this is true for, it's you. Work hard, play hard. I love it. I think that's great advice. We definitely love to work hard and we love to play hard. And that's part of our family and part of our motto. And I think it's just part of just doing life well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so funny. Mom is like the hardest worker ever. And so is dad. But nobody throws a party like the two of you. It's hilarious. I think sometimes we get too busy for our own good. Sometimes we just work, 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 work. And then, you know, life goes by and you're like, man, 2020 just flew by. 2019 just flew by. And, you know, yes, work is important. And the things that you're doing are important. But also having fun and finding joy with your family and your friends are the memories that are going to last forever. You know, when you get... 20 years down the road and you're telling your kids stories or you're telling your grandkids stories, you definitely want to have the fun time in there too. So make time to have fun and be intentional about fun. Christian and I talked about last week, sometimes like if you want to have fun, you have to create your fun. You have to plan a party. You have to text the people, get them together. And it always pays off. Well, anyways, I hope that you guys receive so much good advice from this time together and go out, have faith for what God's going to do in your next season and work hard, play hard, people. Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope y'all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at LegitCityRob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good Podcast. Head on over to LiveOriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by City Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. Also, want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePaula, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome, and hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening.